0: Welcome to Raddy's Huddle with your host, Terry Hamratty. I'm Dave Taromeo and Terry, welcome.
1: Well, Dave, we're getting down to the end of the NFL for the for the uh, 23 season and yep. the 24 playoffs. But uh, it's interesting, because last week I think we ran into a, a buzzsaw of bad games.
0: Yeah, they were bad games, you're right. And usually that weekend is, is the weekend you would expect to see some good games, competitive, you know, closer seating and... Uh, yeah, we didn't see that did we? except for maybe the game, L.A. Detroit game, which L.A.
1: Detroit had a had a lot yeah, going for it yeah. because, of, I mean, rarely. When was the last time you ever saw two quarterbacks? Yeah, switch teams, right?
0: Then end up both in the playoffs against each other, against each other, and of course Stafford winning the Super Bowl, having spent twelve years in Detroit. I have to say, I I grew a lot of respect for him just from this game alone because he is one tough kid.
1: He really is, and and I think if you see his career and, and you don't see his career much i mean he's going to be a hall of fame quarterback right but here he he was in or in detroit where they never won right and nobody so he, ever saw they him They never saw him on national they were right. never on monday night football or right. game of the week or any of this stuff yep and so he sort of just was up in detroit for 12 years putting in a time and playing with a lot of injuries a lot of injuries i mean he got beat up really good Yep. and it was good to see him get a
0: new spot in L.A. and uh, have some success out there. First year in L.A. wins the Super Bowl. Obviously, last year they don't make the playoffs, but now in year three, and and and, and you're right, this is a win win trade, but you know because Detroit has kind of reinvented golf, you know, out of Cal had a couple good years out there with the um, with the Rams, but then you know they they. For some reason, got a sour taste in them mouth, and obviously they made a good trade. So, but here's Golf now in in a uh, divisional champion divisional game this weekend, and um, I think I think they're going to win again. They face Tampa Bay. Well, I think
1: it's one of those situations where, and you rarely get it, yeah. where both teams and both players really benefited by a trade, right? With uh, with uh,
0: with the Golf and uh, and. And Matt Stafford, yeah, Stafford, yeah, yeah. So, well, let's talk about that. So, I mean, those even though they were bad games, you know, I'm, you know, the the uh, the fact that uh, it was so much hype over the season for uh, for the Cowboys. For the Eagles, started out ten and ten and zero, and then the Jets beat them. I think that they lost to the Jets okay. and they lost their minds. Uh, the Dolphins, who were you know, and I'm not a Dolphin hater, but I was just getting sickening with the hard knock stuff and the everybody on the Mike McDaniel bandwagon. And now those three teams went out. I mean, in a combined fizzle. They are all on the golf course as we yeah. speak. Yeah. But it was it
1: really normally you get one team who. Does not do well. We'll put it that way. Yeah. But when you get three top seeds like that, especially yeah. In Dallas, yeah, undefeated at home, yeah. playing at home, and you know they're pretty much injury free. They have nine Pro Bowl players on their, on their team, and they have the lowly Green Bay, who's pretty much a startup team. I mean, yeah, a new quarterback, he's getting used to everything, and uh,
0: yeah, they've
1: got to adjust to the whole situation. And they went down and just
0: annihilated. Crushed them. Dallas. The score really wasn't indicative of how bad that game was. When it was 27 nothing, and Dak throws a pick six to make it 27 nothing, you're just sitting there going, this is unbelievable. And if you're not a Cowboys fan, quite honestly, it was amusing. And <laughs> yeah. the only saving grace that uh, Philadelphia has is they were playing on the road. Yeah, well, Philly was on the road, but still, I mean, my goodness, they're, uh, the Tampa Bay team is just so unpredictable this year. But to get blown out, I could see losing. I mean, you can lose a game. It's the NFL. These guys, you know, they, they're all they get paid, right? So, but that, I mean, that was just as non-competitive a game as I have seen. And it's really a breakdown in their offensive line too. I mean, the yeah. quarterback had no
1: time to throw the ball, and when he did, he wasn't. I think he got maybe got a little gun shy.
0: Yeah, once maybe. You it, once
1: you get it hit four or five times in a row, you have a tendency to say, "Okay, let's take a peek at that uh, defense before we throw the ball."
0: Right. And your Steelers, I mean, I think they just fell a little bit too far behind. They, they did put up a fight. Um, one of the players, and I can't think who it was, one of the Steelers did say after the game that they are playing the refs and, and the Bills, so, you know. Well, as far as the referee is concerned, and I think we've stated
1: earlier in the, in the, in the podcast, that I think no matter what team you root for, the officiating has not been good.
0: I mean, it has both, not Both sides good. of the ball. It, it, I think they, it, they
1: have they have a lot of missed calls. and I think there's got to be a, a, a real, you know, uh, overlook of what the officials did. I mean, they got to sit down after the season over and say, okay, let's evaluate all the film that's out there,
0: yeah. and see where we're making these these calls. With yes, I listen. With the amount of money that the NFL is making, and just the money that they made on that peacock. Uh, broadcast alone, which people were really pissed off about. Excuse my French. But they were because they had to go buy an extra streaming device if they didn't have it to watch that Miami game on Saturday night. And that's kind of unfair. But, you know, they really got to put some some effort into into getting this officiating corrected because it's, it's you're right, it's been bad all year. And
1: you never know, you never hear anyway, about
0: how many officials
1: got fired. Yep. For bad performance, right? Or how many just retired? Yeah. And how many new ones they bring in each year? So you never know the real balance of you know the yeah. the, uh, the the real talent there. The, yeah. Is, is it getting is it getting really divided in in, in two small pieces? I mean, it's. Uh, I wish I would know. I would like to know that. I wish that I would too. The NFL would 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 broadcast the, that and, and, and the nothing, how they're
0: looking at this and trying to make it better. Now listen, you're, you're friends with, you know, Roger and you know him and, and, and nothing against them. I mean, the NFL really is Teflon. I mean, they it's hard to put a chink in their armor because, uh, you know, almost everything that they go through, the concussion debate, the, the officiating, uh, the sports gambling. The turf. turf the turf. Thank you. Uh, you know, they just seem to escape. You know, they come into criticism, but they never really seem to pay for it in any really way at least that we can see well when you see they had uh, top 100 shows last year That's right. on all the TV <laughs> the NFL had
1: 91 yes yeah. Well, so that way, there there you see their strength.
0: It is amazing, really. It's an amazing phenomenon when you think about that. Because it's like, I'm, I'm a Jeff fan, you're a Steelers guy, our friend Rob is a Steelers guy. You know, but we'll watch, you know, these games. And, you know, for teams, you know, example, Detroit-Tampa Bay this weekend. You know, I mean... Who's got an affinity for either one of those teams? People in Detroit and Tampa Bay. But we'll watch those games, you know, because it's something about the NFL that just really is compelling and draws you to that, you know, to to watch.
1: I think that game has real interest, too, because there's only, I think, what is it, three teams now that have never been to a Super Bowl. Right. And Detroit's one of them. Detroit's one. So So this could be, you know, Cleveland was another one, but they're gone. Yeah, Cleveland
0: was another one. But
1: this could be a real
0: big happening for the, the town of Detroit. Okay, well, let's start there then. Let's let's go through these games. Let's start with Detroit and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is coming in. Obviously, they're going to be an underdog. I don't know how the points are, but I can check it. What are your thoughts? No, I
1: I think I'm, I'm going to have to proceed any any, uh, any anything I say now because you know, my record is really bad. Okay, so, so I'm not a great predictor
0: of games. But well, then we'll just go the opposite way. I think <laughs> that's what people do when I was
1: when I was working on Wall Street. People called me up on Friday and say, "What's your five star pick?" Okay. And I'm saying, why do you guys keep calling me? Because I'm wrong every week. <laughs> then they realize, they're, they're, or Terry, we're taking the other side. I'm going, whoa, there oh, you go. Nice. You're making some money. All right,
0: so for what it's worth, uh, Tampa Bay is getting six and a half points. So Well, the- I,
1: I really think we're going to end up like a week we had last week.
0: Okay, so I Detroit is going to win by more. Detroit.
1: I think Detroit wins big. Give me a score. I'd say 27-13.
0: Twenty-seven thirteen, Detroit. Oh, and I like that, and I'm rooting for Detroit as well. I'd be surprised, really, if Tampa's uh, if it if that is. I would take Detroit in this game as well. You know,
1: well. They, I think they're a little bit of a Cinderella. I think Mayfield's having a good year, but I think uh, you know, I think his, his, uh, his, his time is short
0: for this year. Okay, and just so we're we're tracking with people who might be listening before the games. Uh, that game is Sunday at 3 p.m. Let's go back to Saturday and stay in the NFC. You have the the uh, Packers, a big win, a big crushing win over the Cowboys. Uh, at San Francisco, I think this is a choice of many people to win the Super Bowl. San Francisco is giving the, uh, Green Bay 9.5 points. I really
1: think I think it's going to be a 35-10 to 10 game.
0: San Francisco, San Francisco 35 Green Bay and 10. I think
1: I think San Francisco is by far the best team in the NFL and I think they're going to hang the Super Bowl in San Francisco this year.
0: All right. I have to say, I don't know why. I mean, these sound very logical to me, Terry. So I
1: that's, that's, <laughs> why that's why I'm always wrong. Okay.
0: <laughs> You're too logical. But I'm I'm with you in lockstep on both these games so You're far. You're in bad shape. I'm in bad shape. I better not. All right. So I'm not going to put the mortgage on it. I promise you that. <laughs> so back, uh, staying on Saturday and going over to the AFC, you have the Houston Texans. Another team with a, with a big win and, and a, you know, maybe surprising, but obviously they moved on and they're at Baltimore. They had that one home game, but now they're at Baltimore.
1: Well, that's, they, they got running into bad weather. You know, they, of course, they played at home last week and had great weather because it was indoors. That, it's usually pretty nice when it's indoors.
0: Yeah, that helps.
1: But that, uh, I think, you know, Baltimore's not going to be bad this weekend, but it's uh, still going to have to play in the elements. And I think, uh, as much as I hate to say it, Baltimore, I think, is by far the best team. In, in the AA. In, that, lose, in the that, that game, yeah.
0: Okay, and so with a nine point spread, we're going Baltimore. It's going to be another 30 to 10 game. 30 to 10. Oh, okay, so. All right. That one, I think, might be a little closer, but because uh, I do think Houston got some juice out of that last game, and I, I do like their quarterback. I think he's. He's. he's no, he had uh, a great game. Yeah, uh, he's a rookie, no doubt, but threw
1: three, three touchdown passes.
0: Yeah. It's just something about a running quarterback. And I uh, believe me, I have all the respect in the world for what Lamar does, but I just I think those guys eventually in that league, they get caught at some point and they get hurt.
1: Well, the bad the the bad part about that is that you, it's hard to get caught because you can slide, right. and you cannot really touch the quarterback if he's going to looking like he's running yeah. out of bounds. You cannot hit him. Yeah. And it's just the running quarterback used to be in my day. Yeah. Didn't last but two or three games. That's right. But nowadays with you know, if you if you turn the ball back in the old days, if you if you ran the ball and you slid, first of all you're called a coward. (laughs) Then you got about three helmets in your back (laughs) and there was no penalty. But nowadays, you know, quarterbacks are protected, and that's I guess that's why they pay them yeah. two hundred fifty million dollars.
0: Well, they're protected, but look, we still had a we still a lot of guys get injured this year. So, whether it was the turf with the Achilles tendons, we uh, had two guys, Kirk Cousins and and Aaron Rodgers. So, oh, yeah. Rodgers lasted four uh, place, four plays, four plays. You know, well that's Jeff fan, That's about three more than I expected. So, <laughs> all right. So the last game uh, is probably going to be the best game of the weekend, and it is actually um, uh, Kansas City at uh Buffalo six thirty on Sunday. Kansas City is getting three points to the favorite Buffalo Bills. And I hear no, the weather is not gonna hurt not a factor. Team. I hear not a factor, maybe forty degrees. Right, that's that's a
1: spring day. That's, that's you don't have to pull the people off the beaches in yeah. in Buffalo. So yeah. But I really like you know, I've always liked Andy Reid. Okay. And I think uh you know I think that's the team to beat in, in the AFC. Okay, but uh, you know I would pick them, but it's going to be close. It's going to be a twenty
0: twenty one twenty okay. twenty eight twenty one game. All right. Kansas City. So let's say so so Kansas City upcoming. Well, upset. It's not it's not that big of an upset. Did you say twenty eight twenty one? Is that what you are thinking? Right. Twenty eight twenty one Kansas City over Buffalo. All right. So that would make our our championship game in the AFC Kansas City at Baltimore, and in the NFC it would be Detroit at San Francisco. I think uh, any any logical thinking would say that the chalk, meaning the top seeds, might prevail here. But oh. you you got to play the game for a reason, right? That's why they do it. Yep, you you play as as Herm Edwards said. You play to win the game. <laughs> you you play. to hey, where's Herm now? <laughs> Back right. to broadcasting. Another awful coach. Oh, dear God, don't get oh, me started. you had him there in New York. Well, forgot I forgot mean, about that. You know, game management. My God, these guys, they're get they they're around football all their life, and they, they, they start coaching, and it's like they forget that, that there's a clock or that they only get three timeouts. It's bizarre to me. Um, okay, let's turn our attention to the coaching carousel. Let's start in college because there's one in particular I want to talk about with you, and that's Alabama. Well, Alabama—it's—it's
1: it's tough to follow a legend. That's something you really never want to do. Right. And the coach at Washington thought he had to jump in and take that job, and I think a lot of people shied away from it because of that. I mean, here's Saban. What? What? Six or seven titles? Yes. And, I mean, Bear Bryant was is still God in Alabama, but Saban's pretty darn close to him. Right. So, and to follow either of those guys, you know, was. You know, Alabama took when when Bear retired. Alabama took a big dip, right? And uh, now with Saban, I think you have got even more because nowadays, you know, like back then where there was no ESPN, there was no internet, there was all you had was that two or three minutes every night on the sportscast, right? No ESPN, and now, right. so now you have such so much more involvement in your team and in your sport, and, and I think it's going to be very difficult for this coach to to recruit because as we talked earlier, that they are losing a lot of recruits. Right. And they're going to find out, you know, what Washington has.
0: You know, I mean not Washington, what the uh, coach has. Uh, well, the coach is Kalen DeBoer. And as you, as you noted, Kalen had left Washington. It was a pretty quick hire. But as you said, we did talk about this in our pre-production meeting that, uh, you know, a lot of players have, uh, have put into the transfer portal since that hire. I don't think it's anything against him. I just think they – you know they felt they went there to play for Nick and Nick is gone so let's see what else is out there and they've had a lot of decommits from uh some of their from their blue chip players and so. i think it's going to continue
1: i think it's going to last a couple of years before he can really get his feet settled in you know he's never he's never recruited yeah. in the south so <laughs> it's a different it's an old old boy's hometown there when you walk into a high school you know these all these coaches new Lou Saban and walked yeah. in and, you know, they're going to push their players to not Lou, Lou
0: but wow. <laughs> Which we we just found out. We The reason why you said Lou is because we just looked <laughs> it up to see if they were related and I guess they're, they're,
1: distant, they're distant cousins yeah, distant, at yeah, best.
0: Yeah, Lou Saban was the head coach at uh, Michigan State. No, think, or, no, he was at Buffalo. Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills, but I think yeah. he was in College Bowl for that. That's where right? no, Nick Saban was at, uh, at Nick Michigan, Saban, right? so, so, but State. It's weird that they're, with, with, uh, with the football pedigree that, that they may not even be related, but yeah, so, um, interestingly your point I, I i agree with you it's really hard to replace a legendary coach at any level you know we've seen it um you know in the pros uh you know with uh you know with professional coaches that that uh you know step down or 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 you know even even in your situation you know our procedure you know was followed by dan devine i don't think that went very well but um you know, uh, you think about other coaches, and it's it's really hard for that first guy. Penn State, Joe Paterno, Bill O'Brien. You know, again, nothing great there, and so it's, uh, it's usually the guy after the guy who replaced the guy. That's who, what you want. Who, that's who the, guy you yeah, want that's the guy you want to be. You want to be the second man. Right. In. You want to let the first guy. This way, you look, look like a hero right. because
1: the first guy in yeah. usually didn't do very well. So now you look like the savior. He fell on his face, and he, there's uh, no way that this divorce is going to go in mm-hmm. there. And look to the Alabama fans as a savior.
0: Yeah, because Nick has already saved the the, right. the school. All right, so back to the NFL. We have a big coaching carousel going on there now with Belichick. Uh, you know, that situation is is over. He's he's a, he's a free agent now. He's interviewed at Atlanta, and I believe is interviewed in uh, L in um uh, for the. Uh, Archers or no for the uh, or the Raiders. One of these. Well, I think the it man? was the Raiders. I yeah. think uh, Harbaugh. Harbaugh
1: too. Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is interviewed on it. Yep. At, uh, San Diego. San- it would be my guess. San Diego. Yeah.
0: It would be my my guess that he would end up there. And with the L.A. With Chargers, the Chargers. Oh, LA Chargers. L.A. Chargers. Yeah, I know it's hard. They should be in San Diego, let's be honest. It's That's still the Oakland Raiders, right? Uh, always, always. always <laughs> it's going to be listening. that way forever and, for me. See, I hear you. So uh, so you have those two, Harbaugh. I mean, these are big-name guys here, right? You have Harbaugh, you have Belichick, Mike Vrabel. That was shocking to a lot of people because, I mean, he's a very successful coach. Now, and and you know what? I mean, for, New England really turned that around pretty quickly, uh, I guess they must have had this guy Mayo in mind all along. He's been on the staff and I yeah. think he's got real real close with uh Kraft. With, with
1: Kraft. Yeah. And I, you know, I think he's a qual quality guy. Oh I do too. And uh, you know he's he's done very well as an assistant and uh deserves to be promoted. But I sort of thought Vrabel would get that job. Yep. Yeah. But uh he did not and I think he he might be the odd man out. Ray Ray yeah,
0: because well, it looks like Tomlin's going to stay in Pittsburgh. Tomlin's like, going to stay in Pittsburgh, and it looks like uh, like they're not going to fire Nick Sirianni in Philly, and they're not going to fire Mike McCarthy in Dallas, like everybody's thought was going to happen. Finally,
1: you know, I, I tell people, I've told people over the years, college and pro, yeah, and so everybody should go to Pittsburgh, spend a couple of days with the Rooney family, right, and ask them how they do it. They've had three coaches since 1969. That's true. And Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher, Mike Tomlin, and all three have won Super Bowls. So there's a little success pattern, and they obviously know, know what they're looking for in hiring the right person. So I think that would be, behoove either the college or the pros to spend a little time at Pittsburgh.
0: Yes, I agree, and uh, just you know, I just wanted to share this with you. I don't know. I know we're friends on Facebook, but I don't know if you saw my my note about the the uh, goats in college and pro football. I mean, because I, you know, I, you know, I'm not a Saban fan and I'm not a Belichick fan, so I, this is kind of a, a kind of a twi- tweaking, my friends. I, but I do believe this in college. I said. New Rockney, he changed the game by by introducing the forward pass and the fact that, uh, you know, he died at 43 and would have won many more national championships, in my opinion. Bear Bryant, I just think he he was one of the best. Amos Lonzo Stagg, my dad played for him, so that's a personal thing. Uh, and Joe Paterno in college, and I know people have a problem with what happened there, and I completely appreciate that, but I think the coaching aspect of it is still intact. And then on the pro side, I said Vince Lombardi. Tom Landry, Chuck Noll, Bill Walsh, and of course I had to include Weave Eubank because anybody who can bring the Jets to a Super Bowl <laughs> win has got to be one of the best Well, of all time. <laughs> Weave will be down the list of ways. <laughs> okay. I <got> <clears throat> but really, you
1: know, the, the interesting part is Chuck Knoll. You yeah. know, I was Chuck's first draft class. Yeah. Joe Green was number one, I was number two. And so we, we went our rookie year, we were 1 in 13. Yeah. And any other organization, half the NFL teams today would have fired the coach who one went, went of yeah, 13. That's true. But the Rooneys knew something, that they had the guy that they wanted. And obviously, we progressed to, uh, and I, I was there for the first two Super Bowls, and Chuck won a total of four. Yeah. But never coach of the year. Right. Which really
0: interesting. That's really weird, yeah. Because Chuck didn't want... Pat, patting on the back. He didn't seek the limelight. No, yeah, he, no, he, didn't he, he limelight, was yeah. very
1: happy to win football games yeah. and to be successful at what he did. Yeah. And uh, it was, you know, he used to win. When we, his rookie year, they talked him into having a TV show. Yeah. And it was a god-awful TV show because he didn't <laughs> want to do it. it but he had to do it because he's, the, you know, he's mid-30s. Yep, yeah. This is his first chance to be a head coach. So it was, uh, you know, he did it. Yeah, And as soon as the success hit, the TV show went.
0: <laughs> and Chuck was on his own. Well, it's very interesting. I mean, I think he was certainly one of the best. And um, Okay, uh, any final thoughts before we sign off for today, Terry? Well, looking forward
1: to the weekend. I hope I'm wrong in, in, in saying there's only going to be one good game, which in no. football I'm usually wrong in my predictions. So it looks like we're all in for a great weekend of football.
0: Hopefully. Hopefully they're good games and this is the nice part when your team is out of it. You can sit back and it doesn't matter. You, you don't have to squirm on the couch and get up and stomp your feet. So, um, But that's great. Um, so signing off, uh, for Rob Adams, who's not here today, Dave Teromeo, and of course your host for Ham Huddle, Mr. Terry Hand Terry, until on. next week. Until next week, my friend.